queen. Well, hello. Well, hello. What's up? Oh, my God. What's going on? Hi, Jay. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm good. How was your week? It was good. Not too much going on. Went to L.A. last week. Celebrated a friend's birthday. Oh, yeah. How was L.A.? You know, L.A., same old, same old, beautiful weather. You know, it was funny because it's like 60 degrees there, and everyone is like freezing cold. And I'm like in shorts and t-shirt. I'm like, this is so normal. Have you ever seen people in San Francisco? Like, when it's 60 degrees out, they're walking around like they're living in like Iceland. <laughs> like, they've got like skull caps on and like scarves and gloves. I'm like, girl. You mean in L.A.? No, and here too. Really? I don't, when I, listen, I live, I'm New Yorker, right? Uh-huh. So, so oh. when you, right. So yeah. like you do that in like when it's 30 and 20, True. you don't run around in that shit when it's 60 and 50, which they do here too. But yeah, LA is the same. Like when it rains, it's like Armageddon. It's like yeah. snowstorm. <laughs> like, oh my God, nobody can drive in LA when that happens. Right. Yeah. No, nobody can drive in LA period. But. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was fun. What about you? How's your foot? My foot's healing. I'm getting much better. And, uh, she I, running marathon jet? Not yet. In my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, January 4th is my big date and uh, we have a big announcement tonight, but we're going to, we're going to save it until the end of the show. I think. Yeah. Let's just save it. Let's just save end. it. It's yeah. really exciting and we can't wait to share it with you guys. A little cliffhanger for everyone. About 2019. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was all in all, it's a great week and holidays are almost here. We're going to be taking a two week hiatus, um, ending our first season of Really Queen Radio. We did it. Woo! And then we're going to come back in 2019 and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so, again, if you are just joining us, this is Really Queen Radio and we're part of the House of Pride family right now and we're broadcasting live from San Francisco, California. I'm Brian Kent and this is... Jay Wilkerson. And each week we're here to explore a new musical artist who has helped to influence and form the LGBTQ culture as we know it today. The, basically, the show was born out of a conversation we had on the dance floor where I asked Jay if he knew who a particular artist was, and he didn't. And I was like, really, really queen? queen? <laughs> so, it was like somebody it's somebody that he should know, so we thought, how else would you know unless we teach you? So, we're going to get started here. Don't forget, if you want to reach out to us at any time during the show, you can call us at area code 415-550-0511. We are also on Instagram at reallyqueenradio, and our website is reallyqueenradio.com. We can also find the link to all of our podcasts, which are up every Thursday morning. So, all right, here we go. So, this is the artist. Okay. And Jay has no idea who what I'm going to do. And I'm trying to play one that's kind of real popular. Okay. So, you might know it. Hopefully. And also in a genre that you might also know. All right. So, there's a good chance you might know this one. All right. Fingers crossed. Okay. Are got you... last week, so. Yeah, you got last week, which is Add awesome. Add two to the books. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? At least I didn't fake it. Hat, 
Jay. Yeah. I know this one again. Who is it? Barbara Streisand. It is Barbara Streisand. I but do have to preface. Yeah, I was going to say, you only know this because why? Go ahead and tell them why you know this one. Uh, because I asked Brian a few weeks ago at, on the show or like after the show or something if Rain on My Parade was Barbara Streisand. So. I think we were talking about Barbara Streisand doing a duet yeah. with Judy Garland and you might have asked. Yeah. And also she's been brought up during the Donna Summer show and every, the Judy Garland show. Like and I'm like, how do you not know her? I'm and just, so that's why you know her. So it kind of counts. Yeah. But we need to learn about her. Yeah. We need been, to know. I've been waiting for you to do Barbara okay, Streisand. This, this is why you need to know about her. And this is why I decided to close out with her. First of all, let me start by saying she is... I mean, it, there's no way to do this in 30 minutes. Her career spans over six decades. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about 60 plus years of performing and acting and all the things that she did, mm-hmm. there's no way to do this in 30 minutes. But we're going to do our best to hit the highlights. Okay. So this is Let's why, first of all, you need to know who she is. First of all, you know, she, I just said she's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's an actress. She's a filmmaker. She's a director and a producer. Wow. She's okay. done all of them. She's done it all. A cute little fact. Her name was originally spelled the normal way you spell Barbara. But she wanted to be different. And everyone's like, oh, you should change your last name and she's like I'm not going to change my last name and so she's like but I want to do something to be different so she dropped one of the A's from Barbara so now her uh, instead of B-A-R-B-A-R-A it's yeah. B-A-R-B-R-A Bar-Bar-Bra <laughs> She's like, I felt like I was just being a little rebellious, but not going too far. All right. (laughs) Right. Which is why I couldn't find her when I Google searched her eight times, (laughs) because I was spelling it correctly. Um, So, but she is one of the the best-selling recording artists of all time, with more than 68.5 million album sales in the U.S., with a total of 150 million album sales and singles sold worldwide, making her the best-selling female artist among the top-selling artists that were recognized by the Recording Industry Association of America. I mean, this is like, of all time, this is huge. So, when I think of Barbara Streisand, I only think of her, like, on stage for some reason. Like, I don't even, I don't even know that she has, like, actual, like, albums, Right, you know, like I just for some reason when I think of her, I think of her like in movies, and I think of her like on the actual like stage performing, but I don't actually like think of her as like I'm going to stream her music on you know Spotify or something. I mean, well, so I mean, because of her, all of her awards in music specifically, she's often called the mother of all contemporary pop divas. Oh, I mean, wow. that, that just goes that. I mean, music is what she was. Yeah. Interesting, interesting yeah. fact here is she didn't want to be a singer. Okay. She actually wanted to be an actress. That was her dream to be an actress uh-huh. and decided that, um, you know, they, someone said, look, you should try singing. And so she said, yeah. and that's how she made it, which obviously turned out in her favor. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> because it wasn't what she wanted to do. She ended up acting, obviously, but she, you know, she, she was a singer. And okay. that's what she, that was, there music was really her, her background. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me just tell you a few of her, her accolades here. She won two Academy Awards. Okay. She's nominated for 42 and won 10 Grammy Awards. Wait, did you say 42? 42 no- Grammy nominations. What? 10 Grammy Awards, including a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award and the Grammy Legend Award. What? I mean, this is some serious shit. That is really serious. She shit. won five Emmy Awards, including a Daytime Emmy. She won a Special Tony Award. She um, won an American Film Institute Award. She was the recipient of the Kennedy Center Honors. She won four Peabody Awards. She got a Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Obama. What? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and she won nine Golden Globe Awards. Wow. This bitch has a shelf. Full. No, a library a li- full. She hasn't just, yeah, she has, she has. A grand library, like, just look at my awards, bitch. Yeah. She's one, she's actually one of the, it's a small group of people of entertainers that have actually been honored with 
all of the above an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony so she has them all she has all of them she's she's, she's a all. small group of people that actually have one of like everything yeah wow. um yeah it's pretty that's pretty impressive uh yeah <laughs> and and think about it majority of that is i mean her music stuff so yeah. you know she, she definitely was a musician yeah, first even though it. that's not what she wanted to do uh-huh. um but uh her, her her the song well first of all then this there's a lot there's, there's so much to talk about i'm like stumbling over my words because i don't even know where to start with her so you in terms of movies do you i'm sure you saw her in funny girl that's where don't rain on my parade is from it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I do remember like the scene of her. Like, isn't she like on a boat? Okay, so you just remember the video, probably. You Maybe probably the haven't video. seen the whole video. Okay, but yeah. you should definitely see the whole the whole movie. She okay. was originally on it on Broadway, and then she reprised her Broadway role in 1968, and she won the Academy Award for Best Actress. Wow. Now here okay. is some fun little information. So that mm-hmm. year that she won the Academy Award, mm-hmm. she had to share it with somebody. Because what? it was the only time there's been a tie in this Oscar category. What? Yeah, she had to share it with Catherine Hepburn. What? I didn't even. I don't. I didn't even know that could happen. <laughs> well, neither did I. Could you I imagine? Yeah, they're like, and we have a tie. You're like, fuck, fuck a tie. that. I worked too hard for this tie, Catherine. Fuck? Oh, this, what is she yeah, doing? What is, who is she? You, this is how Catherine. This bitch. <laughs> Do you know how who Catherine Hepburn is? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Really? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we're we're, we're going to do act. I think we should do actors and actresses at some point as well. Uh, um, let's do it. Yeah. So, so you do know who she is, though. You just not. You just not. You know, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I mean, of course. Like, I can picture her, what she looks like in my head, and you know, like, I, for some reason, I just think of her like on stage because you know I did musical theater. So, anytime I heard of her, it was like when we were talking about theater. So. Okay, let's play one of her, another one of her songs that um, that was really big. That you you should know, even though she's in alone, you should definitely know this, and uh, and you'll see why I'm saying that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. recognize that no who did she do this with as a duet i don't know i haven't even ever heard the song yes you have no but she sounds really pretty like her voice in here i can hear it you know where you heard the song last week girl with judy garland this last week she sang it as a duet with judy garland oh well i'm not gonna remember that it was a week ago Girl, oh, I'm not going to remember that. That was a week ago, girl. Uh, I don't that was, remember what I had for breakfast. That was four narcos ago, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that so that was her song, but she went on the Judy Garland show with Judy yeah. Garland, and they did it as a duet. duet. Okay. Well, yeah. I, 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 I love how you can hear how beautiful her voice is in that. that yeah, I mean, she's definitely, pretty. you know, a, a singer-songwriter vocalist. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all about the quality of her voice. She, yeah. she did a lot, most of her stuff are, are big ballads and as, as opposed to up-tempo, which she has, she has plenty of them, but not as many of the big ballads that, that she's had. Um, she, she was, it's, her childhood was kind of something. She, her father died um, when he was 34 and she was only about a year, about a year old when he passed away. Okay. Um, so and no dad. So she did not have a father. He basically had um, a seizure that they 
thought was due to some head injury that he had years ago. So it was very unexpected and suddenly sudden. And so her mother had to raise her on her own, and mm-hmm. they basically went into below poverty level status. They had absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so she grew up kind of that odd person out, you know, she yeah. didn't have quite the looks at the time. And well, I mean, some people say she doesn't now. I think she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she went to high school with, interestingly enough, Neil Diamond. Yeah. You, you don't know who Neil Diamond is. Oh my God. Look at me like, and okay. <laughs> yeah. So she actually, Neil Diamond is this, another singer, okay. a male singer who she later went on ironically after going to high school with him and not necessarily being friends with him in high school. She uh-huh. went on to do a huge duet with him called you don't bring me flowers. Do you know that song? No, you don't bring me flowers anymore. I'm like, Oh okay, yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. you know that song. Now that you sang it. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. So she, that was a duet with Neil Diamond. Yeah. Okay. Got um, it. we'll have to look up Neil Diamond to write that down um but yeah so it's kind of funny that they went to high school together and ended up doing a duet together but never didn't know each other or weren't like friends there but she made her singing debut at um a pta meeting really a pta meeting Uh uh-huh like in high school like a PTA. Well, she didn't, didn't have PTA meetings in college, girl. I mean, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, when the fuck do you have a PTA meeting? Well, I mean, there's there's different. Like, Most... What the fuck really is a PTA meeting? Parent-teacher parent, association? Just parents sitting around in the parents auditorium? Parents caring about their children's talking. scholastic careers? <laughs> <laughs> so she was there for her children, I assume. No. No. Oh, she was... Her first singing gig wasn't when she was 30 or 40. Oh, when she was in high yeah, school. she was very young. They She's asked probably, her to sing. It was probably even younger. Okay, it's all coming together okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Phyllis Diller is? Who? The comedian Phyllis Diller. No. I don't know why I even asked these questions. So yeah. one of her first gigs was in September of 1960, where she was the opening act for comedian Phyllis Diller, which okay. is kind of how she first got her start on the stage, like being out in the, you know, kind of the bigger, the bigger events and so yeah, forth. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was a really big deal for her. Um, the first time that she ever appeared on TV, though, was in 1961 mm-hmm. when she was on the tonight show the tonight show yeah mm-hmm. got it so johnny carson okay so it that's the same show correct that okay. night johnny carson was not in so it was a it was a it was a fill-in that night got it and so um th- so she sang a song which was kind of the song that you know put her i i would say that it would def- definitely the one that made her you know be noticed uh-huh. and put her put her out in front of people and people were like who the hell is this person with this voice so yeah. um i want to play just a little clip of the song that um, that she sang, which is okay. kind of amazing. It's a it's a huge ballad, but this is the song that she sang that um, she did on the Tonight Show. Play it. I mean, she did that in front of a studio audience for the first time in TV that was seen all around, you know, so it's kind of... Yeah, I feel like anybody that goes on Johnny Carson, like, just kind of blew up after they went on that show. <laughs> I'm not saying that she shouldn't have. I mean, her voice sounds incredible, but it just seems like 
that's kind of the thing back then. Well, I mean, it's it's just like who was it? Was Ellen? Didn't Ellen do that too? Yeah, Donald, Johnny, uh-huh. right. So I think definitely when you get on a show like that, yeah, where you're so you know, popular, you're, and and also you're good enough where they believe that you should be on the show, totally, and invite you to be on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. So, do you know that she was almost the? Uh, I think what do they call them in in Canada? She was almost the first lady of Canada. What she dated, um, Prime Minister Canadian what? Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? That would have been wild. Yeah. Could you imagine if she was Wait, the first? Wait, so she was like dating him before he got elected? Or... Cor- cor- correct. Okay, like, yeah. He wasn't that. She was, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or she, she was dating. No, she was dating him, but turned him down to marry. So she didn't become the got first it. lady. Right, okay. right, 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 right. Um, first lady of Canada. She had, you know, I told you, she obviously we talked about her, her duet with um, Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. But um, there's been so many amazing people like Donna Summer, Neil Diamond, Barry Gibb, Judy Garland, Josh Groban, Frank. Sinatra, just the list wow. goes on of long, on and on of people that she's um, worked with. Have you heard of the song called People? Maybe if I heard it. So it's a song um, that was basically written for the Broadway production of Funny Girl, which okay. starred Barbara Streisand. Uh-huh. Um, so many people have done covers on this from Andy Williams, you don't know, Ella Fitzgerald, um, Dionne Warwick, Aretha Franklin, Nat King Cole, The Supremes, who we talked about, and so many others. It's kind of, This is kind of what considered to be one of her signature songs that um, she put out. And I think... Basically, uh, for her, uh, this version that she did basically entered, or didn't basically, it did enter the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2004 mm. for the song. So listen to this one. Yeah, I really have never heard people this song. People who need people? I have never heard this song. <laughs> sing it, girl, sing it. I so wish you guys could see me right now. <laughs> this is like her signature song. Yeah. I don't know, I've never heard it. Very special. Um, so you've played a lot of like really like kind of slower like that's her jam like this kind of slower that that was her jam I mean she's you know she's known as this vocalist she did more big um, you know ballads but she does have some some fast songs I mean she did um, the duet with Donna Summers which was enough it is enough yeah, Start, yeah, it started off slow and went yeah. fast um, and uh, there was um, there was a, the song called Stony End, which is when I was growing up. This was one of my um, my favorite, favorite songs. You want to hear a fast one by her? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this is Stony, this is, um, Stony End.
Kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's just funny because music is so different now, right? Like, yeah, I mean, this was 1971. Yeah, it's so funny because you're like, this is like, you know, a, a big, like, big, fast one. And I'm like, still not really that big and fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But for back then, it was. For back know? then, it was definitely, totally. it was a departure for her. I mean, it became, it was it was definitely a different direction with a more upbeat, you know, contemporary sound yeah. than some of her ballads in the past totally. and what she had done. So, you know, it was, it was a different direction. Her, actually, her, one of her kids, um, her, so, do you know who Carol King is? Yes, you do know who Carol King is. Yes, I like. Uh, mm, I do know. Like, why? Why am I blanking on what what she's done? Well, uh, she's. She, I, mean, I don't know how to describe what Carol King's done. I mean, she's a she's, she's a writer. Funny, right? She's like a. You're thinking of Carol Channing. Oh, maybe <laughs> Carol Channing. Okay, the one that talks like that. It's like fun. It's super funny. Carol Channing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. We'll move, we'll move on with that one. Um, so you know, uh, Barbara did a lot of movies. Uh-huh. A lot of movies. Um, probably a lot of which you know. So obviously, did did Funny Girl, which was the big one that you know. She did Hello Dolly. Yeah, that's where I remember her okay, from. Okay, you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Clear Day, uh, she did a movie called On a Clear Day. She did mm-hmm. The Way We Were, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to play for you in a minute. Um, she did Funny Lady, A Star is Born. We talked about A Star is Born. Yeah. Last that's, week, she did A yeah. Star is Born. Um, she did a, a show called The Main Event, which is this, um, the, where she did the duet with Donna Summers. Okay. And she did a movie called Yentl. Yentl. Have you heard of Yentl? Yeah, so you know Barbara Streisand's Jewish, obviously, right? Mm, okay. You can tell oh, with the that. nose, and like she's very proud of the fact that she's Jewish. And yeah. she says in one of her lines, she says, "I kept my nose despite my face," because <laughs> she never got the nose job, you know, because she has a very Jewish nose. Yeah, she does have a which, Jewish which she's nose. super proud of. Uh-huh. Um, so she was the first woman, like I said, to write, produce, direct, and star in a major film. But when she went to go, she started her own film company, and she went first to um, a lot of the studios in Hollywood when she wanted to make Yentl, and she asked. All of them, you know, would they would they would they make her picture? Yeah. And everyone um, turned them down because turned her down because they, they didn't they had never like her. I think it's probably because they had never really seen you know someone want to do yeah. all things at once. So ha- have you seen this movie Yentl? Oh yeah, is it good? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's 19- good. Yeah, it's a nineteen eighty three film. Yeah, I mean it's nineteen eighty three. I mean you know it's, yeah, it's good. For don't expect like CGI and special effects. Well, obviously, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. But like the storyline and the plot, it's good. Yeah, um, but she did get someone. Orion Pictures picked it up and took on the project for a budget of fourteen million dollars. That's not much. That's not much. Yeah. Right. Right. So she she not only did Yentl as such, meaning that she was the um, the producer, director, and the star. She did it also for Prince of Tides. Have you heard of that movie? Nineteen ninety one. Prince of Tides. No. Prince of Tides, and mm. also The Mirror Has Two Faces. Nineteen ninety six. Even later. Mm. So she actually did a couple more films where she and her production company did it all. She was in a movie a movie recently. Like in the last like few years with um, fuck, I can't meet the Fockers, meet the Fockers. Yeah, she's a meet the Fockers. She's, she's the mother yes. of meet the Fockers. Yeah, all the like okay. healing. Yeah, yes. See now you're getting yeah, it. It's all coming back it's to me. All now. coming back to to you now. So you know there was actually some controversy when Yentl received five Academy Award nominations, right? Uh-huh. So it received five Academy. This was like a big like scandal right uh-huh. so the movie received five academy award nominations but none for the major categories of best picture actress 
or director. Wait, we're talking about Yentl? Yentl. Okay. <laughs> right? So it receives five nominations, but yeah. none in, in, in ones that she should have all been nominated they're for. Like, they're like, best props goes to. <laughs> right. I mean, even Prince of Ties received more Oscar nominations. <laughs> and that was like not quite the film that, you know, and, and that was like, they used like best picture and best screenplay, although not for director, yeah. but it received more. So there was like this big scandal of like, they everyone felt like she had been robbed, mm. you know, because it was her first time doing everything and it had received all these nominations and it, and she wasn't a part of that. I mean, do you think personally having seen the movie that I was robbed? Yeah, I think at the time it was, I think it was definitely, definitely robbed. You know, I think she, yeah. you know, um, I think that I'm not sure what it was about. I don't know if it's because she was a woman. I think a lot of people feel it was because she was a woman. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But also a woman trying to do all of it. Yeah. But, Probably, you know, back then. I think the attitudes kind of were a little different back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when it was just starting to change and people were like, fuck that. That is bullshit. Yeah. Um, so as far as a gay icon goes, I mean, let's talk about that for a quick second. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think she when she was first starting out, I think, you know, gay audiences definitely kind of knew there was something familiar about her. Um, I think that she. I think spoke to a lot of what, you know, our challenges were, but also she was, she was a diva and she had this fabulous voice. And I think gays are kind of like institutional in spotting talent. Yeah. I you mean, know? I've been thinking about our show like over the last like six episodes and I'm just like, you know, what really makes someone like this gay icon? And I don't really think there's like anything just except that someone is like really talented and has like great music and, yeah, but also like somebody that is kind of relatable and, you know, has gone through some sort of like struggle to get to like where they are. I mean, I think that what makes, you know, them so relatable to the gay community. Um, I mean, every, almost every gay con has basically followed the same path as in this is what you're saying. You know what I mean? And yeah, they've all been molded like early it. in their careers by, by other gay mentors. I mean, she had gay people all around her yeah. molding her career and helping her to become, you know, who, who she is. And she's also been very supportive of the gay community. I mean, her, she just released in November her, um, last month, her 36th studio album, which is basically a huge fuck you to Trump. Really? It's all about the wall. It's, it's um, the title. Forget, forget the title. I think something about the wall. But basically, she has a, like a song on there that's uh, you know that basically addresses LGBT rights, wow. um, saying that like you can love who you can love. So it was this big. She's very democratic. She's very very politically involved. Yeah. Um, her son is gay. Oh really? Her son. She has a son by the name of Jason Gould. Is he hot? He's he's very sexy. He is. He he appeared um, as her on screen son in the Prince of Tides. Okay. So he was in a film. He's not like a big actor. So is he like a daddy now? Um, I haven't seen Reese. Calm down, girl. (laughs) I haven't seen recent pictures of him. She's twirling the wires and getting all worked up over here. Um, She did write a letter to the gay community in 2017. Um, Advocate went around and asked a lot of these icons to write a letter to the gay community. And Uh I thought it'd be kind of fun to read it. It's not super long. So this was her letter. The first time I ever sang for a paying audience was at a gay club called The Lion in Greenwich Village. I was 18 years old and had never been in a nightclub before. The gay community supported me from the start and I will always be grateful. Decades later, I remember sitting in a theater and watching Larry Kramer's play The Normal Heart with tears running down my cheeks. It was 1985 and Ronald Reagan was president and it was heartbreaking to know people were dying while he refused to even say the word AIDS. I wanted more people to see this powerful story about everyone's right to love so I tried for 25 years to get it made as a movie. No one would touch it but thank God times have changed. Marriage equality is the law and that deserves a toast to all of us because we're all unique and beautiful in our own way and entitled to love and to be loved by whomever we choose. Wow. That's so sweet. I'm going to cry. 
<laughs> moving. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's you know part of the story with the the other artists that we've talked about on the show is that you know the gay community always is like one of the first communities to latch on to these artists. So a lot of them thank the gay community for really like launching their careers. You know. Right. Um, I would like to play the song that won the um, the Grammy for uh, A Star Is Born because I thought that would be kind of appropriate. Yeah. This was this was her song that um, that won for for that. Love soft as an easy chair. Love fresh as the morning. Know the song at all? Have you ever heard it? No. The song is called Evergreen. Okay. And this is basically the title the title track for a song A Star's Born. Yeah, I still need to watch it. I need to watch that version. I actually want to watch both versions. This was the second one, right? Yes. So Judy Garland did first, then she did second. I think it'd be cool to just sit down one night and watch all three of them. And see how they're all different. Wouldn't that be amazing? Just like one after the other? Yeah. Like a total marathon. They should do that at some theater sometime. Note to that would be a long time to be in one theater. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of popcorn, girl. Um, I will say one of my favorite albums of hers was called One Voice, and it was, um, it was she did a concert in her backyard in Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> Who did she invite? Like, all of her friends. Yeah. And it was $5,000 a ticket. What? $5,000. As a matter of fact, on the album, she says, I spent sleep, like, sleepless nights thinking about what I would possibly do that would be worth $5,000. Huh. And they like all laughed. And she's like, then I figured out that I would be singing like 3,924 notes. It's about a dollar a note. Some are longer, maybe $3, some are shorter, maybe 50 cents. But it all works out. Yeah. It was totally, totally funny. But it was definitely one of my, my favorite, favorite albums. I will, I will leave you with one last thing before we listen to a final song of hers. I can't believe the time is up again. Again. Well, we're going to fix that, aren't we, Jay? We're going to um, fix it. There's a thing called the Streisand effect. It's now called the Streisand effect. Okay. Okay. And just kind of, I read this and I just thought it was funny to share. Yeah. So in 2003, Barbara Streisand sued an aerial photographer. Remember, this is 2003. So this is like when aerial things yeah, weren't quite as, and starting. for displaying a photograph of her Malibu home, along with 12,000 other photos of the coastline taken to illustrate the, corro- the, the erosion that was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But they, but they specifically photographed her home, which she, you know, was private and she didn't want like pictures of her home. Remember, this is Wait, also, can, can you not take pictures? Of no, we, well, this was back then. We, you, it's not about that. It's about can you send something in the air and look down and take pictures and, and invade their privacy and uh, whatever. So, I mean, it's a little different now. We're more used to this because we have drones and yeah, blah, 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 blah. And we shit. take pictures of their house all the time. Like, yeah. Whatever. So she didn't end up winning the suit. They ended up drop, dropping it. But now, but this, but it actually called more attention to her home <laughs> by her suing him because at the time when she pulled this, had this whole problem, there was uh-huh. only like six people that had seen the photo, three of which were like her lawyers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like by <laughs> making the big deal, then she ended up like everybody she, saw it. Then did so everyone know where she lived? Everybody knew where she lived. <laughs> so basically now they, so that was called the Streisand effect. Okay. So and now it's a term like in in the real world. Oh my so god, that's like, the Streisand effect. Like Streisand effect meaning that. Not a lot of people know something until you Meaning bring if that you shut shit the fuck up, up yeah. like no one's gonna know. But yeah. if, if you talk about it or cause a problem, then they're gonna actually know about it. Streisand so effect. Leave it. It's the Streisand <laughs> effect. Um, so I'm gonna leave you with um, a, a 1980 track that she did. It was a duet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the Bee Gees? Mm. The Bee Gees. Mm-mm. 
I'm sorry, I'm having a small stroke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. The song was written by the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, uh, oh my God, they did. I mean, you probably, did you ever see Saturday Night Fever? Mm. With John Travolta? Have you ever heard a song, Staying Alive? Uh, 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 Staying Alive. Okay, stayin that's alive. the Bee Gees. You know that uh, kind of uh, high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the Bee Gees. They were, okay. okay. Those were, they were brothers. Oh my okay. God. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just like, that's a little bit of a shocker to me. But um, the Bee Gees actually wrote this song for her, and it was a duet that she did. So before we play it, I want to say, first of all, that we're going to, um, that we're going to, Give her a little announcement. Yay, let's so, do it. So, here's our special secret. Secret. Not anymore, though. So, we are going to be moving to a one-hour format starting in the new year. And Yay. we're going to be moving to a Thursday live show at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, it's going to be again on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thursdays, people. And a full hour with us you're going to get Yay. starting January 10th. Thursday, January 10th. We're so excited about that so we don't have to rush and we can spend more time with you and, you know, try yeah. to so get, it's be great. get more information be out and not be rushed and be able to talk a little bit more. So we're super excited about that. Um, I want to spend a special thank you out to Tweeka Turner and the House of Pride Radio for having us and Definitely. giving us our beginning here on Wednesdays as part of their show. We really appreciate that. We couldn't have done it without you. Um, don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast. Um, we're taking two weeks off. Don't forget that. And then we'll be back on January 10th live. And you can follow us on Instagram at Really Queen Radio. Our website is reallyqueenradio.com. And the Tweeka Turner House of Pride Radio Show should be coming up next. So um, yeah. I'm going to leave you with Stay a song. Tuned. The song is called Guilty. So it's perfect for you, Jay. Because <laughs> I'm so guilty. Because you're so guilty of so many so things. So many. And like I said, this was a duet with um, the one and only Barry Gibb, one of the brothers of the Bee Gees. So um, thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing holiday. Merry Christmas. And I hope everyone has a happy new year. And a happy, happy new year. And we will see you in 2019 on Woo-hoo! Thursday, January 10th. What day, Jay? Thursday, January 10th at yes. 8 p.m. All right. So excited. Well, this <laughs> is our closing out song. Thank you guys for an amazing 2018 and an amazing season one. Thank you so We're much. so excited to be have all of you guys from around the world. And we will see you in 2019. Bye, friends.
Take it away It's gotta be night and day Just a matter 